What's up, Pro Flippers? On today's episode, we have a special treat for you. We are doing an interview with Flipper University alumni, Steve Frost. We get to talk to him and see how he has made over $30,000 since joining Flipper University. And it was really cool to hear his story. He is a disabled veteran. And so this is something that he felt that he loved that he could do and still help provide for his family. So it was really cool to get to talk to him and just hear his story. And hopefully it encourages you and to get out there and yeah, get your flip inside hustle going. Welcome to the Pro Flipper Show. We're your hosts, Rob and Melissa Stephenson, founders of Flea Market Flipper and veteran resellers who have been selling on eBay for 27 years. We're committed to helping you start, grow, and scale your flipping business while still having time to enjoy other things that you love. Learn the strategies, tools, and tips you need to get ahead. Join us on this flipping journey to success. So let's go. What's up, Pro Flippers? On today's episode, we have a special guest with us, Steve Frost, one of our alumni, Flipper University alumni. Super excited to really talk to him, dive into his business, and uh, just kind of hear how he works his business and the success that he's actually had. So, Steve, thanks for jumping on and spending some time with us today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's an actual honor. Uh, absolutely. So we're super, super excited uh, to talk to you. Yeah, Melissa. Yeah, she, she, you reached out the other day and actually was was telling us a little bit more about your business. I was like, we got to talk to Steve. Get him on the <laughs> podcast. We got to talk to him and see how he's getting success. So yeah, we we absolutely are very, very excited for this. And yeah, let's just jump in. Let's jump in. We'll ask you a couple questions and yeah, try to see if we can help other people get success in their flipping business as well. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. So just to start, give us a little background, how you even got started into your flipping gig and when about that was, how long ago? Yeah. So it was probably about maybe 2021, 2022-ish. I mean, I've had an eBay um, account and I sold stuff online for for a few years before that, but it really wasn't until around that time I started really getting involved and looking into it. I'm 100% disabled from the military. So I'm, I was in the military. I'm disabled from the military. So I've um, been taking care of my kids and stuff like that and trying to find something to do on the side you know, keep me busy because it's just sitting around the house is tough. So you can always use extra money too. So I kind of was messing around with that stuff. And then I kind of stumbled upon your program too, which I know we'll get into later. And I kind of was watching YouTube videos and I'm like, I got something I could probably do that. I don't have a side, give me something to do. You know, so it's probably around that time frame and that's going to kind of get snowballed from there. And it's something that I can do where it's not extremely, you know, strenuous on like my injuries from the military and if I need a day from taking time off, I can just take that time off. So it was really, really great in many different aspects. So pretty much right around that time frame. That's kind of what I love it. I love it. And thank you very much for your service. <clears throat> Absolutely. Appreciate you for so yeah. much. So are you doing so this is kind of still is it part-time, full-time or so yeah, it was so it was about part-time for a, for a little while. And it was probably about last year, middle of last year, I took some time off. So I needed some I needed a break. Um just because I think everyone does need that. And I mean, I'm sure we'll probably get into that later too as well. But after that, I kind of got back into it more. And then it was probably around the end of third quarter, being a fourth quarter last year. And I really started picking it up because I realized that I, like it was kind of like an almost like a refreshing, refreshment time and I had taken that time off. And now it's just been rolling really well. Even part-time, I was doing pretty well. And now it's just, even now when just going into quarter one here, I'm still hitting sales when people are saying they're having a hard time. So it's kind of nice to see that to where if I'm, if you're struggling when a lot of people are, you're not, if you're not struggling, that it makes it kind of good. 
Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's the, the big thing is we also do that too, where you'll get to a point where you're like, Oh man, it almost feels like you're burnt out. And if you take a little break and then jump back into it, man, it energizes you just being able to take a little bit of time away from your business. And then I actually start to miss it. Like we'll go right. on a trip right. or something for a weekend or something like that, or for a week. <laughs> and then I'm coming back and I'm like, I'm raring to go. I'm ready to get into the business again. So no, I totally relate to that as well. Yeah. So, and I, and I, you know, the thing is though too, is like, I'm sure a lot of people can relate is like you kind of go into this because you want to have more time for your family and you want to have more time for yourself and you want to, and you find yourself like doing the same exact rat race as you were before. It's like, what are you doing this for? You know, so it takes the time to reset your mind. And then like when you finally get that next that next sale, when you finally start listing more again, you kind of like realize, like, oh, wow, I really why I was doing this. You know, it was a good mental, mental reset. I think everyone really needs it. And doing this kind of stuff helps for allowing that mental reset to happen more often. Whereas in a regular job, you really couldn't. It's like, oh, I'm going to take a one week vacation, but not when we work on like two weeks out of the year. Right. It's so. such a great point because I've never even really put those two together either. When you do have a, a regular job, you can't just say, hey, I'm taking a week off. You, right. They don't do that for you. So when you do have this, you absolutely have the, the freedom to do that. So that's a great oh, yeah. point. I've never, I've never really put that together, but I do. Yeah, it helps us. I know. And just like you're saying too, we're not the only ones that it helps to be able to reset your, your mental clock and just be able to move forward with it. So that's awesome. Yeah. And, and no, and in this time, like I, most people don't talk about like mental health and how important it is. A lot of people have struggled with their regular jobs. And I think that that is why you have like such bad work, like workplace productivity because they're not happy about it. So if you feel yourself kind of slipping in your reselling too, it's the same exact idea. You know, your workforce productivity is kind of going down where you need that mental reset. Whereas a lot of places you can't just do that. So it gives a lot of freedom for that where you can just kind of spend time with your family and kind of figure out, all right, I know why I'm doing this, you know, and then kind of get get a good reset. I love it. And I feel like we do that most summers. Like we kind of, summers are a lot more lax and we get to travel. And so you read all, you're not trying as much. So, yeah. and you can take It's it kind of funny with you guys, kind of, you guys are located down in Florida. And I know one of the questions, I'm actually in New York. So, and for us, it's like, you kind of get that around the winter time because like oh, right yeah. now, because it's so cold, it's gloomy, it's gray. I think we've, we've had gray skies now for about, moving out the window, probably about a month, month and a half now. Oh. Yeah. It's so, but that kind of makes it hard to source too, because you're then you're limited to only thrift stores and sometimes the state sales and auctions, which we can get into about later how how I how I source. But you kind of get that break then, you know, because then you can you can't really get going full steam. And then once springtime hits, starts getting warmer, you know, it's a big change of pace. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's dive into some of these questions. So <laughs> how did you first find us and jump into Flipper University? So I was looking on. I think it was just YouTube videos, just kind of looking at reselling videos, just kind of things here and there. Honestly, Google has been reselling, you know, help, stuff like that. And it was one of the ones that popped up and I was looking through and I watched the videos. And honestly, I think it was like Rob's video on like the the, the packing, the shipping, the cutting boxes apart. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, that's so neat. I never thought about, never thought about how to package stuff like that, you know? And I got interested in seeing that. And I thought to myself, like, you know, if you're putting out if such, if like important, informative videos like that for nothing, I can only imagine what would be available for that program, you know, and that kind of made a huge impact to me because like a lot of people would not put out a lot of stuff and they'll be like, Oh, you can probably do this. You could probably do this, but go pay for it first. You know, and it was important to see that there was actually a lot of good information available for anyone. A lot of people will tell you, Oh, you just don't pay for anything because you can just get it on YouTube for free, which I mean, yes, there is, but there's a lot of great information in that program as well that isn't available on YouTube. And I think that also helped give me the confidence when it comes to, came to shipping so, I mean, I kind of elaborated more on the question, but that was really how I found oh, it. I was, yeah. for, I was really looking for best ways to improve upon what I already knew. 
and it seemed like it was the best way of kind of stepping off. And honestly, I, I, it's hard. It'd be hard to say that I would be able to do what I've done and learned without it. I, I probably not. at least have the confidence at least to. Absolutely. Did you have any reserve? Cause it's an investment to jump into Flipper University. Oh, yeah. Did you have any reservations of, Hey, should I really be doing this? And how did you get past that? Right. So at first I was looking at it. I knew it was a little bit of money. Obviously I didn't want to make tax time came. Cause I'm like, Hey, I got a little bit extra. I got a little extra money here. I didn't have already. So it wasn't like I was taking extra money that I knew that was for bills or whatever. And I thought to myself, it's kind of like, honestly, like a gamble, you know, you gotta, you gotta be willing to lose it if you don't do well. But at the same time, you can easily make that back on one or two really good flips that you've done in the video. And honestly, one of my best ones was one of the cooktops, which I never in my life would have sold ever. And I made back almost double my amount what it cost for the, the program. And now I have all the now I have all right now I have all the information from that program too. So it's all it's, it actually became an investment more than a loss. I love it. I love it. And that is a that's an important part because a lot of people do look at that. They look at YouTube videos and they're like, I can learn everything I need to on YouTube. And people do put courses together. I mean, the biggest thing that like when we Melissa and I are huge advocates of investing into our knowledge, just like you, we want to invest in learning the shortcuts of how do people everybody learns in this business and you have mistakes that you make in the business. How can we bypass those right. shortcut past those mm -hmm. mistakes learning from somebody else? So it is a it's a huge portion of just being able to invest in yourself and learning from it. But I loved your mindset on that. It's a gamble. It absolutely is a gamble. But what if it pays off? What right. is that? If it does pay off, could this be way better than my investment? Right. And I mean, it kind of, and it comes down to it's almost like any kind of college course. If you think about it, if you're going to go to college, you're spending tens of thousands of dollars. And that's an investment in yourself too. Really, what are you making out of that? Where you could pay for a $7,800 course or whatever and be making, when it comes to, we're all talking about profitability, right. what's going to become more profit on your what your costs you know if you're and if everyone wants to get into that mindset your cost of your good is your what you program program is but what do you get out of that so it all comes back to that and that's kind of what i was really looking at is how is it going to pay off um most people when they go to you know i don't want i'm not talking about college because i have a master's degree but i'm i most people go to college and then you end up making you know minimum wage afterwards you know did it really pay off you know not as much as you know some type of course that can really help you even set up something on the side as well I love it. I love it. I actually, I remember you had commented on one of our posts. I think it was one of our ads, actually, that that the course had helped you gain confidence. And you just mentioned mm -hmm. that again before, because I think at that point, it was a couple months ago, you were up to 20 or 25,000 around yep. that range. And you had said, you know, the information's out there, which it is like you can put it all together. But how did going through the program help you gain confidence? In, in oh, I, I I believe it was uh, one thing. It was definitely the ease of access. You know, it was there. It's having put into such an easy to to follow program is really nice. And it was such a step by step. Like, hey, do this. Okay, wait, do this. I'm kind of one. I'm kind of those people. I'm like one of our visual and auditory learners. So watching that happen and seeing how it's done is much easier. What you find on YouTube is there, but it's all really choppy sometimes. And seeing it actually done, like, hey, this is how we pack the pack. This is how we package this up. And that made it much more easier for me. And just knowing the fact that seeing not only you guys doing it, but other people learning doing the same exact thing and knowing the fact there's no reason why anyone else couldn't do it. It makes it a lot easier. I always say like people on YouTube can, it's YouTube. You can make anything up on YouTube. You know, when you actually see it firsthand and see other people uh, commenting and saying, Hey, I did this too. I know there's a couple of people in your program too, that are much more higher than me, but I've done it as well too. But what that means is pretty much the sky is limit for anybody, honestly, because try and why I really want it not bad enough.
I love it. I love it. So what, now that you're kind of, you took a little time off and now you're back Mm -hmm. into it. What is your kind of your average? I know reselling, it depends how much energy you're putting into it, but kind of what's your average monthly revenue or income from. It uh, depends. I I've been, I've been floating around anywhere between 1500 to 2000 ballpark here and there. Uh, A lot of my stuff has been much more smaller things. It's harder right now with the winter time. Yeah. I believe a lot of it is based on where you live too. It's been much more rougher now because of everyone, a lot of people thinking they're reselling. So you go on the Facebook marketplace, which is, it's tough now because like you go on Facebook marketplace and type in, Hey, looking for a cooktop or whatever. And you see people putting for like four or $500, you know, yeah. cause everyone wants to, everyone knows, but it's kind of one of those things where you just got to get, get kind of get creative. So, and that kind of goes into like where I've been sourcing from. My thought was, you know, I, I would like to do bigger price items, but to keep that, but, but to keep that income coming, I still have those smaller yeah, sales sure. so sometimes it might be as much, not as much but it's still still progress and my biggest thing is i have a little calculation to use for retirement for like my profit margins and as long as i'm at a 30 percent profit margins on no matter what i'm selling i feel confident about it so at least i know i'm not going backwards yeah i love it i love it so good and i've noticed that you you post in our members group too and like you're, mm-hmm. you're helping other people and so like you jumped in you got confidence from going through the program, but also other people like seeing them do it. And now you're giving back to, which I love about our group. I think it's such a great, like everybody is so giving of the stuff they learn and, and at different and, levels. So it helps everybody. Great. So somebody jumped, who just jumped in sees your post now and who you've been doing it for a little while. So they learn from you, which is just really cool. I think it's a really cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, my, my big thing on that too is like, you can go on a lot of different Facebook pages, like eBay selling pages and all that. And most people are there. Are, they're, they're horrible. Like that's some of the stuff they tell each other and the horrible <laughs> advice they give each other. And it's just like it's like almost like a rat race on there. Who's who's gonna compete with who and all that? And there's really no competition. It's kind of like everyone's trying to, you know, better, better. Better, better each other. You know, so I think that's how it should be. We're not doing this to try to compete against each other. And I feel like once you are when you get into that program that you have and you're actually able to get into that the members page, it makes a huge difference than just jumping on a random eBay for sellers, Facebook page and trying to get help on there. Cause it's, you're not going to get help. If anything, it's going to be worse. <laughs> so, so true. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. And your mindset, I love it. I love just the way you realize it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is, it's, it's an amazing group, but uh, not only just being investing into yourself and learning, but giving back and a group that you can actually do that in a lot of resellers. And it really comes from an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. And you right. sound like you are there. You're like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure there's other people in in your area that are flipping as well. But when, yeah. you're, when you're out there helping, I mean, it that, that it really boils down to abundance versus um, scarcity. And that's something that Melissa and I, we've dealt with for, uh, yeah, all, all our whole career of doing stuff. We can either be scared about it that you won't be able to find it mm-hmm. or competition or something like that, or realize that there is so much stuff out there that we're just there's helping. So much stuff people don't want to ship. Like they're, they don't. Yeah. And we're just helping the environment. I mean, Melissa and I, even in the environment portion of it, we pull stuff out of the trash all the time. Right. It would go to the landfill and we make 20 50 $100 just by pulling something out of the trash. Right. It's just cool. It's really, really cool. Right. And I mean, those are electronics. I shouldn't be going to a landfill. You know, like, we're, we're perfectly fine. Like, I mean, I actually, again, because of your program, I have one time I was driving by and I seen a, it was a PlayStation rock band drum set sitting on the side of a road. I'm like, okay. I grabbed it. I checked it out. It worked. I sold it and no refunds. And I, I think I sold it for like 120 bucks or something like that. Nice. I, it was just, just the side didn't have sticks or anything, but I mean, I found it on the side of the road. So I mean, I got thrown away. Love so it. Again, if I wouldn't have been doing this, I probably would have drove right by. So love it, I love it. I definitely find that stuff too. It's there. My big thing, one of my big things too, I, I 
realize is that you always see a lot of times people posting these crazy, crazy huge fines. You know, like they open a storage unit or they or you get crazy high dollar things. Um, and my big thing I had to get out of was like those are really rare occurrences. You know, I have a couple of things happen like that here and there, but it's not all the time. And I think a lot of people can get discouraged from that. Like how you're saying, like you're driving down the side of the road and found something. Like you may not do it, you may not find it today or tomorrow, but you may still find that. Yeah. So it's just kind of something to just keep your mind open about. Yeah, absolutely. And I do also think consistency with oh, this business. Mm -hmm. If you are consistent in anything, uh, Melissa, we used to do, Melissa did, used to do a uh, multi, I don't know if that, what it's called. Network marketing. A network marketing company. And they had great, great trainings. But one of the things that stuck with me is if you treat this like a business, you're going to get paid like a business. So if you do <clears throat> one thing and it, that really applies to everything, anything that you're trying to make work, if you are treating it like it is a side hustle, you're going to get paid like it's a side hustle. Right. If you treat it like a business, you can really make really, really good money. I mean, you're living proof of it. There's just so many people out there that can really, really do well at this. If you consistently put the time, the effort into learning it and getting better at it. Right. And about like treating it as a business too, like that goes into everything. Like not only just like your consistency on um, sourcing and doing things, but even like shipping and customer service. One thing I talked, I actually had a conversation with someone the other day about like when you're flipping on eBay, you're still competing with Amazon and competing with Amazon now is so difficult but the one thing that you can want the couple things you have that amazon does not have is you have the much more used marketplace where people when they go on amazon they're expecting something new they're going to get it in a couple days and that's yeah. it where if you're on ebay it's something that is more than likely pre-owned but probably hopefully in good condition and they're going to get a discount on that which they wouldn't be able to get on amazon and you can provide a better customer service because amazon really doesn't have customer service if you want help you talk to a computer you know whereas on ebay i can communicate with some with a buyer and even if the sale goes bad, I've had good review because just because I was, it was easy to work with. So that's something that Amazon doesn't have. And that's the best way to compete with them. There's no way you can compete with them is provide something that Amazon can't provide, which is the type of products that you can find and the customer service that they don't have. And that's the only best way to do it. And like, like shipping, for example, you can easily throw something in a bag and just ship it off, or you can take your time, put it together. And when someone gets it, they're like, oh, wow, it's not what this person actually cared about what they were doing. Uh, it kind of gives them a better mindset, not only about you as a seller, but also eBay as a whole. And I think that's kind of like where some people are getting away from. And I think that might be because of the, how many resellers are out there right now. People are just trying to get, get money quick and just get it, get it out quick. So I'm hoping that the more people kind of, you know, take it more as a business and kind of get rid of the, unfortunately, say the bad resellers, then it might make it better for the ones that are better. Yeah, set sure. themselves apart. Absolutely. And that's a, such a huge point because I've never even thought of that, that either. But you think about it, you don't ever have any communication with a seller on Amazon. You you don't really ask questions. You, you, you get in there, you buy the item, yeah. they ship it to your house and you have it. But with eBay, you can actually open up that, that dialogue. And like you said, if you mm -hmm. put the extra time into making your package nice, reaching out to the buyer saying, hey, did you receive this? I just want to make sure everything's okay. You yeah. have that opportunity to go the extra mile to really build your business, which is such a, yeah. such a huge point. Yeah, that's something I always do, especially if it's a high dollar item or something like special or it's a collectible or whatever. I always take like I because I have like one the other app called Shop, which I get all notifications when stuff gets delivered and all that. And if I see a couple things delivered that I know are important, especially on Mercari too, because I know we I don't know if you guys talk much about Mercari or not, but with Mercari, like you have to get rated in order to be paid. So one thing I'll do with that is I will actually with that site and especially eBay, I'll send out a quick message like, hey, I noticed your product arrived. I hope it got there in great condition. I really appreciate. You just let me know and any feedback would be awesome or something along those lines because it kind of helps them remember that and kind of give you that extra feedback because, you know, having those ratings are really important. 
And again, that's still like customer service. You know, you order something from Amazon, it just gets thrown on your doorstep, a picture's taken, and they walk away. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Such yeah. a great point. I was going to ask you if you only sold on eBay or you, so you sell on eBay, Mercari, any other platforms? Yeah, no, mostly eBay, Mercari, Facebook marketplace, sometimes local stuff. It's kind of something that I wouldn't want to have to ship. But yeah. again, getting, that's really, honestly, I ship, you can really ship anything now if you really follow the <laughs> freight uh, part too. But yeah, mostly that. And the reason why is because I, I feel there are certain people that only shop on Mercari or predominantly shop on Mercari, predominantly shop on eBay. And I mean, getting, it's kind of like, it's kind of like like an octopus type tentacles. You know, you got to get your hands, you got to get them in everywhere somewhere, you know, and there'll be people that if you're selling clothes, they may sell better on Poshmark or Mercari. But if you're selling collectibles or antiques or something different, you know, it's going to sell better on eBay. So it really depends on what you're selling and your your customer base and what you really actually items you have. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking some time to tune into the Pro Flipper Show. We love you guys and we love being able to bring you great guests and also some great tips to this show. We wanted to let you know really quickly that we are opening Flipper University this week for the last time in 2024. And we wanted to make sure that you knew about it because we would love to help you grow your flipping side hustle even more. So go to flipperuniversity.com to check it out to see if it's a good fit for you because the doors will be closing soon for the rest of the year. And we cannot wait to see you on the flip side. And what would you say since jumping in flipper you has life been like since you jumped into uh, the program life i mean i've been i've been enjoying what i do you know i love doing this i tell people and i can actually on my whole ebay like a store account that i enjoy knowing the fact that i can maybe go to like a thrift store where i find something that's really unique or something different that someone maybe in the rest of the country has no access to whatsoever or they had it or want something like that and be able to get something at a decent price and still provide something to them they would be, be cheaper for them too so it's like, you're still making some money and they're saving a lot of money too. It's nice being able to give like, like I had an actual sale one time. It was somebody, they remembered it from like their childhood or whatever. It was like some small little trinket. They remembered something like that from their childhood. It brought up all like memories and they're all so excited about it. And for me, like that makes me happy because like, I mean, I didn't pay much for it and I didn't make a ton of profit on it. It was like about 35, 40% or so, but it was still the fact that, you know, you're still helping that person at the same time. So it comes, comes all full circle and realize why you're actually doing it. It's not just about, the business but then it helps you realize to grow that as well because you kind of enjoy what you're doing yeah which again goes back to her my whole first conversation about like why you get out of like the 95 rat race type job yeah so have you always enjoyed looking for hunting for treasures oh yeah it's all yeah oh yeah it's it's i i it was a well i liked it a long time ago we have a couple thrift we have a couple flea markets here that are that are fun but they're really seasonal because again with new york you can't really do too much our flea market season runs pretty much from like may until october so going there is really fun. And it's always great looking for like older antiques. I love history. I'm a huge history person. Like I just love history and US history, world history. I love it. So trying to find those things are really, really cool. Letting go of them are kind of tough sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually, if we talk, if we get into like hot light source, I actually have a, I got it a couple months ago. It's an old actual Templar like charter from like 1870s. Really, really cool. It's huge, massive. I don't think I don't think I can get rid of it because it's really, really cool. So to me, that's really cool finding that history. But then I'm sure there's probably people out there that would want something like that as well yeah. that they couldn't find. So it makes it kind of rewarding too, but also entertaining at the same time. Yeah. Absolutely. Bob has a couple of things he has a hard time letting go yep. to. I have that. I think every reseller <laughs> has something that they tend yeah, to really, yeah. really like. Um, you like to- like games, like a like vintage, like pinball machines, that kind of thing. Like, oh, I, like right. I like a lot of stuff. I have but those are time. bigger than little things to collect. And tools. I love tools. <laughs> like I can fix, I can build, I can do anything and any tool mm-hmm. that I can find. I love 
it's hard for me to sell sell it i'm like you have four of them you do not need four of them you can (laughs) let go of a couple of them it's crazy it's absolutely (laughs) yeah like mine especially from like i'm trying to actually move into a little more trying to spot like i don't want to say go into a niche of it but like the 90s 2000s nostalgia type stuff i'm in my mid-30s so it's kind of like when i was a little bit younger and i feel like a lot of people in our age group are kind of looking towards that kind of stuff because they're getting to that point where they're like you kind of almost get into that quarter life, midlife crisis thing, and you want to kind of have that stuff when you were younger. Yep. So I've been kind of trying to find that stuff, but then I find it's like, oh, I want to keep that kind of cool. <laughs> you know, so it's like I found like some comic from Spawn Comics, and they're sitting on a shelf downstairs because they're really cool. So yeah. it's like, it's tough. So it's when you get into something you actually enjoyed from your whole life, it's gets kind of hard. <laughs> Nope, I feel you. I have like the original Atari. I have the original Nintendo that came out. The Game Boy. I have all this stuff that I've run into my travels and I can't sell them because right. they remind you, you of your childhood. You see the whole comp. You see the whole comp. You're like, oh, is it worth it? I don't know. Like, it's tough. Like, I mean, it's, it's tough. Can totally relate to that. Yeah. Absolutely. So have you really honed in on a niche or do you kind of go like that's kind of your like collectibles is kind of what you like to do? Yeah, mostly it's mostly collectibles. And again, my going back to the whole thing with trying to compete with Amazon, you have to find something that you know they can't, they don't sell. And because I read a statistic, it was the other day, and I looked at it a long time ago. I believe it's like sixty percent of all e-commerce, roughly around sixty percent e-commerce sales, are happen on Amazon. Happen on Amazon. Yeah. And when a lot of people are searching for items, that's their first spot to check. They won't check Google. They don't check anything. They just go straight to Amazon. And if they can't find it there, that's when they branch out. So it's like if you can try to have something that they don't have, then you're almost guaranteed to find they're going to come to you. That's why yeah. it may sound a lot of people don't like doing it, but that's why I always do the promotion at 2% because if people are searching on Google or searching for something, it will show up on there. And those are things that, especially when you're looking at collectibles or antiques or something that Amazon won't have, mm-hmm. that's where they're going to find it at. But a lot of people, I think, sometimes forget about eBay. Yeah. So if they're searching on Google, it comes up on there and then they make them realize, oh, it's still available there. Yeah. So that's kind of like, I guess if I were to say that's anything that's not available on Amazon. So well, antiques, collectibles, again, like kind of like that 90s, 2000s, trying to get into that kind of stuff, things like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. And I can't tell you how many people <laughs> that buy our stuff. It ranks on Amazon. I mean, it Google. ranks on Google because of a model number or serial number for something right. that's a high end item. They'll come and buy it on eBay and not even have an eBay account. And so they'll they just open up an eBay account to found it on eBay or they'll check out as a guest, but they'll come in. You can see they have zero feedback. They have one feedback from years ago, whatever it is, but they will find us off of Google and then they'll right. come in and buy it because we're offering it usually probably 50% off of mm-hmm. what they can buy it new. And then they can get it used in great condition for 50% off. And we're providing a service that way as well. But right. a lot of people come off of Google to eBay for the, the listings that we have as well. Yeah. So that's why I also keep an open mind about that. I know a lot of people are always worried about those first time buyers or new buyers or because like the scam stuff like that. It's kind of like, you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt because at one point, like I was a first time buyer, you know, and everyone was a first time buyer. Everyone was a first time buyer. So it's like, I'm not a scammer. So you just got to connect with a grain of salt. And I, I honestly, I've sold to a, a decent amount of first time buyers and I don't, I think I maybe had one person that had an issue with. So if most of the time it's really not that, especially if you're doing promoted listings that you're there's a high chance, you're going to get that organic one well, out. I wouldn't say organic, but outside traffic yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. that are new. Yeah, Absolutely. Outside. Awesome. Uh, well, do you have another question? Yeah, I have one, one or two okay. real quick. So who would you recommend Flipper University for this program for? Honestly, I think anyone can do it, especially, you know, um, going anywhere from like, honestly, the high school, the college kids that are starting out, they're trying to figure out what they want to do. They don't know what they want to do. About, they don't know if college is right for them. They don't know what they want to do. It'd be a great way for them to make some extra money on the side while they're trying to learn. They might like, like the idea of business. They might like the idea of helping others and having that and going into um, entrepreneurship and going on beyond that. 
perfect for people like myself that I'm because I'm 100 disabled. I technically can't. I'm not allowed. I go along in the whole idea of not being able to with VA and my VA and all. But like, I have this time opportunity to be able to do stuff on the side and still feel like I'm being productive and not just sitting around the house. Or anyone that's retired like that. It's good. Or even just a stay at home parent, you know, because there's mothers and fathers that are both stay at home parents. So anyone that has that extra time and wants to feel like they're not doing the same thing over and over again every single day, and even just some free time, like I said, like it might be a lot of money up front, but again, in that long run, you can easily make that back by just following the course. And even if you break even, you didn't really lose anything, you know, and you also learn a new skill because you learn how to sell things online, So which can help you down the road. So it really can end up paying for itself, no matter who you really are. I love it. I The monotony is what gets him. Like he can't do something more of the same thing every day and that's why listing is the bottleneck for you because you don't like you know it's the same thing but Mm -hmm. it's like every day is different like what could i find today or what can i sell that's a fun part of the business absolutely it makes it fun because you can't do the same thing every day yeah no i completely understand that i have a hard time doing the same exact thing which is the reason why also i haven't really honed on a specific niche because if i was selling the same exact thing all the time it would get really 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 that's me too (laughs) <laughs> like I couldn't, I, I honestly, I give it up to those people that are like booksellers or only selling shoes or whatever, because I would, I couldn't look at the same thing every single day or list the same thing every day. And actually going into the whole monotony thing, like what I do is kind of how I set it up is I'll get a, like a bunch of stuff together that I need to get listed. I'll get a bunch of photos done first. So I get that done with, and then I'll go into like listing. So then if I don't get everything listed immediately, I can kind of sit down while I'm having something on TV, I can list a few things. And then maybe the next day, sit down and list a few things. So I'm trying to continuously have that going. So it's not yep. like doing the same exact thing. I, I used to, when I first started, I would take a picture of it and then create the listing, go through this whole process. And it felt like it was so much more slower. So that kind of made me kind of change the pace up a little bit as well. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. One of my last questions, was, what would you say to anybody who's on the fence of maybe jumping in and thinking, or even thinking about doing just this business as a whole, like that they are like, thought about selling on eBay or thought about reselling. What would you say to them? My biggest thing is I've come down, what do you really have to lose? I mean, you have that, yes, the cost, understandable. But at the same time, if you are worried about that cost, you can easily make that up in just a few sales. And then you at least break even. And then that's it. You really have nothing to lose. There's a lot of people out there that have always felt the same exact way. I was the same exact way. I'm like, I don't know. About shit. I, don't, I don't think I could do this. But again, following that course and doing little things at a time, just finding a few things around your house that you can possibly list. Even just getting it listed and seeing if there's a listing on there and seeing that people are viewing it makes you think like, okay, maybe I can do this. So then you go try to do a few more things. Or, you know, when you go to a store and like go to a thrift store and find something that you watched on your videos and realize, oh, wow, this might be selling, maybe I'll sell for more. You know, and do little things at a time, little baby stuff, trying to jump in immediately and trying to have huge sales. You're going to feel like you're getting, you're getting stuck in the mud somewhere. You know, so it's really important that, you know, those little baby steps, which I think, your program outlines perfectly along those lines where it's just like, stop, go do this first. Don't come back until you have this. And it make, really it makes sense. And just following along with that. And that's something I have. And it's, just, it's a constant, constant learning process too. So I think that most people be successful. They're willing to always learn. I still am always learning. I like, for example, I wasn't really big into like clothing. It's just because it feels like it's a hassle list. And I was just being lazy about it. But I started learning some more products. I went to a thrift store. I found a, a button down flannel shirt. And it sold for was it eighty five dollars on on eBay? I bought nice. it for like four ninety nine. Wow. So just learning stuff. So yeah. just learning stuff like that. You know, and it was a company I never heard of before. But I just I just typed in YouTube. You know, 
profitable men's clothing brands. There's random stuff like that, you know, that things that branch out from that. But again, I wouldn't have been able to have that confidence and the thought process to even look at that without going through that your guys program first and realizing it's possible, you know, so it really makes a huge difference. That's awesome. awesome. For sure. Yeah. Any, I mean, anything parting words with to encourage, you've already encouraged a lot of people. A lot of people. Love it. Yeah. That's, I I appreciate it. Like I said, I just, I, I just, I enjoy what I do. It's, kind of an awkward enjoyment like it's so weird to me like i never thought i'd enjoy like enjoy it, but it's such a weird i, I don't know maybe i'm just different like that but like for me like i'm weird i'm the person i think packaging is therapeutic to me like being able yeah. to put something together and wrapping it up making all these all all wrapped up and packaging it like i would ship it to a family member it's it's rewarding to me knowing the fact that there's someone's going to get something it's just i don't know it's just enjoyable and it's fun to be able to have on the side like my my, my kids they are always interested in it too like a little bit of a storm they're like, oh, can we sell this can we sell this so kind of like something that i'm showing them but it builds that entrepreneurial mindset for them too. Mm. It builds that uh, that thought that they don't have to, you know, work under somebody's work under somebody all their whole life. You know, it gives them the idea. So it's like for me, it's like if you're not just doing it for my, I'm not doing it just for myself. I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it for my kids. So they have something to look forward to. I have something. Uh, the people out there are looking for something. They can get something they have been looking for for a long time. So it's more than just that. So if you can kind of like open your mind to the the realm of possibilities that can come from it, it seems such like a simple thing. It's just reselling, but it's really not just reselling. There's yeah. so much more to it. And that's kind of like what I was looking into it and what I, what I, how I keep taking it. I've learned so much. Like I've, and that's another thing too. I like is like, like about being constant learners. Like I'll go to a store and find something that looks really cool. It's like an antique. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I'll look it up online. I see it sells for a decent amount more than I could buy it for. I buy it, but then I also do the research on it because you got to put a description on it. I don't like when people just put the title in the description. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> you know, I'll put what it actually is, you know, and it, you kind of learn about that. And I like the idea of learning about that too, because then your buyers, if they're actually looking at collectibles or looking at things, they're going to look at the description. They're not just going to click buy real quick. It's not Amazon. Yeah, it's not Amazon. Yeah. So you learn more about that thing, about the object tour, or the items. You learn more about things. Just to me, it's always a constant learning process. And I enjoy that. Yeah. I love it. And you're building a library in your head for that next one that you find. Just like Definitely. you said. The brand right. on the flannel shirt, or now you'll be you'll see that the next time. And that's you're it. Like, oh, so that's what I have. No, and then just, also at the same time as helping other people too. Yeah, like that you have that that ability too. Like you can go on like on your page there, and it's like I oh I remember seeing this at a store one time, or I remember reading about this one time, and it helps yeah. them as well. And then you would hope that down the road they would be able to do that too, and it just kind of comes full circle all the time. That yeah. is awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, Steve, this has been so much fun. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. It it was amazing. And I know you're going to encourage a lot of people out there. So uh, thank you again for jumping on and spending some time with us. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. I really enjoyed it. I didn't know what to expect. I was like, when, when, listen, when you send me an email message, I'm like, oh, really? That's really awesome. So I appreciate it. And like, I, it makes me feel better. It makes me like, gives me the inspiration to go find more and do do more. And hopefully other people will do that too as well. Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking some time to tune into the Pro Flipper Show. We love you guys and we love being able to bring you great guests and also some great tips to this show. We wanted to let you know really quickly that we are opening Flipper University this week for the last time in 2024. And we wanted to make sure that you knew about it because we would love to help you grow your flipping side hustle even more. So go to flipperuniversity.com to check it out to see if it's a good fit for you because the doors will be closing soon for the rest of the year. And we cannot wait to see you on the flip side. Thank you so much for tuning into the Pro Flipper Show. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review so we could keep helping people make their flipping businesses more profitable. You guys are rock.